Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Cindy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Blue Sky! Yeah! You can also find at Romancing Nancy on Blue Sky, which I need to remember to do more things with. You know, the usual. Um, oh my god. We're finishing up the mystery stories for this season. I'm, I'm, my emotions are mixed. On the one hand, I'm like, we've had a good run. On the other, I'm like, I'm going to be sad to let these things go, even though we're in the 70s and shit's getting real weird. We are kicking off season whatever the fuck this is, 17? Who knows? With Mystery of the Glowing Eye, which, mmm, I have so, so many feelings. Oh my gosh. I actually have a framed copy of the cover of this in my house. Not the original painting, oh my god, no. It's really striking, though. Um, they, Rudy Nappy, who did a lot of the later covers, when I say later, I mean, like, after my favorite are the Tandy ones, honestly. There were some more between. The Russell Tandy covers were, like, uh, 40s, 30s and 40s. Um, the Nappy covers were, like, 60s and 70s, and so they've got, of course, a very different feel to them. But, like, Nancy's got, of course, like, the classic hair flip with, like, a extreme side part happening and some bangs. And her hair is doing just, like, doing some super red stuff. However, like, she's possibly depicted in a reddish light, so it makes sense that her head, hair would look more reddish. The central image of the cover, like, she's looking back at you over her shoulder, like, she's feeling real apprehensive about some stuff, is a brown eye that's just surrounded by this, like, almost, like, that really creepy reddish, like, internal organ, the way that they do that on, like, science fiction-y stuff. But it's like a brown eye and it's got Cyclops and Warning written around it. And it looks very like, what the fuck is going on? Which, it should. It should. This book is trippy as all get out. Oh my god. Also, Nancy is wearing a, like, magenta shirt with some white flower outline pattern on it. Just so you know. The size of her lapels are unknown. The internal line, line art is like, we're going full 70s. There's going to be a lot of pantsuits. Possibly lycra. So, anyway. This book is fucking fascinating, honestly. I had read it before because, of course, it is a Ned-centric book. And, oh, so much, so much to unpack. Scientology. Um, I'm blaming them for everything, but especially this. Especially what happens in this book. So, um, also, I'm going to fuck up everybody's name. I didn't fantasy cast anybody um, because, I don't know, The for some reason, like, the mystery stories, it's harder for me to fantasy cast. For the files, I'm like, yes, I'm familiar with these archetypes. But for these books, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I think of somebody. Mm, I, th- I think I've thought of somebody for one of the, the main bitches. Um... This book kicks off with Nancy in the midst of a real, real weird situation. As you know, Nancy's mother died when she was three at this point in the series. Earlier it was ten. It's fine. We've we've retconned everything. Um, So Carson occasionally dates. Like in these, in the mystery stories especially, he is presented as not really dating much at all. Like definitely not anything serious. If he's going out with somebody, then it's like real low key. Um, and the files, it's more apparent, obviously. You remember the one where they went on that cruise to Rio, um, which was super weird. So Nancy hasn't had to deal with the prospect of her father like getting into a serious relationship after her mom 
she also doesn't really remember her mom. Um, also Hannah's kind of her mom. There's a weird AU here where, like, Hannah actually turns out to be Nancy's mom. Anyway, um, like, they were sisters, and anyway, no, shh, shh, not related. Okay, Nancy's upset because, um, her father has a new, she's presented as a law researcher, like, she's not a partner, she's not, like, an associate, she's somebody who works in a, like, a I would, I'd say like above a paralegal, but maybe like close to a paralegal. Um, her name is Marty King. I'm going to cast her young Sybil Shepherd. I'm going to go full Goncharov on this. Um, which if you're not very on Tumblr is going to make zero sense to you and that's fine. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> young Sybil Shepherd is clearly trying to jump up on that lawyer dick like she is she is all over it and nancy is 100 percent not here for it nancy doesn't know what to do with it because she's blaming all and her friends are blaming all of this on jealousy like nancy doesn't want anybody interfering with her relationship with her father she doesn't want anybody like helping him with mysteries she wants to be like the sole source of mystery inspection for her dad and so whenever the young Sybil shepherd is like I'm helping your dad with this case. Don't even worry about it. I've got it halfway solved. And Nancy's like, I'm going to set you on fucking fire. Like, oh my God, napalm. I'm going to napalm the shit out of you. She hates her. She cannot stand it. And Nancy, again, is presented as generally like really polite to people. And like, even if she has like feelings about people, she tries to resolve judgment, like to reserve her judgment. But with her, she's like, no, no, like you're done. You are fucking done. And, but she also feels like she can't talk to her dad about it because awkward as hell. So she's really, really stuck. She doesn't know what to do about any of this. Um, so she calls Bess and Jordan. She's like, can you come over? Um, she also gets a weird, like, hang-up call, which I'm pretty sure I understand the explanation for, but it's not made explicit. Oh, it's that she, um, actually call, um, somebody calls and she's so lost in thought over the fact that she's like, I'm not, how can I set this bitch on fire and not get caught? I haven't, I've searched for many criminals. I should be able to figure this shit out. She is so lost in like her, like revenge fantasy that she like is like, oh, the phone's ringing shit. And then doesn't get to it in time. So she calls her friend. She's like, did you just try to call me? And her friend's like, no, was it Ned? And Nancy's like, could have been, could have been. He'll probably call back. Um, so can you come over? I've got some, some, I've got a sitch. We're going to need some ice cream. Also some Oreos, maybe, maybe some salty chips, just a buffet of snacks so that we can deal with this problem. So Bess and George come over. As always, Bess is described as slightly overweight. And I'm like, again, I'm, I'm really leaning toward Bess has an eating disorder here. Anyway, definitely in the files. Um, anyway, so they come over and Nancy's like, yes, so dad's got this case and it involves a glowing eye. And they're like, okay, do you have any other details? Like, is that it? Is it Halloween? So appropriate for this month. And Nancy's like, I have, I know nothing else, but also my dad's been getting real close to this bitch. And her friends are like, tell us everything, honey. We, we can see that you need to vent. In the book, they're presented as, like, kind of teasing her about it, but they also see that it really upsets her, and so they kind of hold back on it more than they normally would. Like, they would normally just be, like, joking about it, but they're like, oh, shit, she's real, real mad. Um, you should kill her, Nancy. <laughs> we are here for you. I've got shovels and rope. Let's do this. She will not be dissuaded. Anyway. So they're talking about this mystery that the thing that Nancy is most upset about is not 
not the fact that her dad has a mystery. It's the fact that Marty apparently, like, young Sybil Shepherd earlier that day was like, don't even worry your, your pretty little head about it. I got this. Side note, um, young Sybil Shepherd, the reason I cast her is she is presented as blonde, about 24 years old. So she's had time to get through law training um, and cute. And Nancy ain't having it because she's like, she's six fucking years older than me. Fuck. Fuck no. And again, valid. Valid, Nancy. It's fine. So she's telling her friends about it and mostly like venting about this sitch. And the fact she's like, if she, if she does this, if she does this, oh my God. And she's also like, should I talk to dad about it? He's, he won't understand. It'll be weird. I don't, I don't know what to do anyway. And then a helicopter lands on her front lawn as one does. Now, one of the reasons that I brought up Scientology early is the fact that like the helicopter, um, just like casually lands in her front yard. Nancy and her friends go out there and they're like, what the fuck is this? Is this a publicity stunt? Is it Ned? Is Ned in the helicopter? Because they're like, we, you know, we don't know where he is. Maybe, maybe he's doing some light helicoptering. Um, there's no one in the helicopter. Also, all of Nancy's neighbors are immediately on her front lawn like, what's going on? Is this a publicity stunt? Nancy, are you okay? And like, I'm like, okay, Scientology has bought all the houses around you. And they have put plants in there. And all of them are like, oh my god, what's going on? Uh, just to have an excuse to go over to her house and be like, I need to see if there's any, like, weird material in here for blackmail reasons. How are you doing, Nancy? Tell me everything. So, anyway, they're all on her front lawn. And the cops show up, of course. Nancy's like, go call the cops. Like, what is, what's going on here? Because, of course, like... Again, if anything, Nancy treats the police like they're her own private security force. Um... And is she wrong? No, she ain't. There is a note in the helicopter, and it's addressed to Nancy. And Nancy's like, weird? Why the fuck? What? what? I do want to back up slightly. I, I gave the TV show a lot of shit for the primary reason is that they broke Nancy and Ned up. For bullshit reasons. But second, I was like, there's nothing supernatural in Nancy Drew. This is 1970 shit. When is it? 1974. I don't think that remote control helicopters are really a thing. Now, drones? Yeah. Like, you can totally imagine somebody landing at, like, a pretty good-sized drone in her yard and her being like, what the fuck is this? Like, military? What, what's going on here? So, I'd argue that, like, if anything, the way that they push the boundaries in Nancy Drew is mostly based on, like, speculative science fiction anyway as i said side note um so the helicopter's there and again it's big enough it's not it's not like what you would imagine a drone is now where it's like just a remote control helicopter like basically like a little one it's like people could fit inside like it could hold like two or three people and so nancy's like why would somebody land it why would somebody deliver a note this way this doesn't make any sense whatsoever and so she gets the um she picks up the note, and it's addressed to her in Ned's handwriting. She's like, what the fuck is this? If he wanted to contact me, why wouldn't he have called me or sent a telegram? And I'm like, sure. Not a fax yet. We're not quite there. Um, so she opens it up, and it says, Nancy, beware Cyclops, Ned. And she's like, sure. Uh, any Anything else? She's also like, it looks like Ned's handwriting. This is a very strange thing. Let me just, like, look at it very closely. There's nothing in it that tells her that it wasn't Ned's handwriting. I'm like, I love that she knows his handwriting. She's like, he's written me many letters. Very intense letters. 
full of what he wants to do to me. Um, anyway, the cops show up and they're like, and Nancy's like, I'm keeping this note. This note is mine. <laughs> it's from my man. Y'all ain't touching it. Um, and her dad comes in and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And Nancy's like, same, same dad. Also, have you fired that bitch? I'm just saying, Sybil Shepherd's evil. Um, in the context of this book. Um, so the cops show up and they're like, they inspect the helicopter. There are like numbers on it, call numbers. She said questioningly. Um, and they're like, well, we'll try to trace it that way. And Nancy and her dad's like, yeah, that sounds good. Try find, find some tracing things. I don't know. And then Nancy's like, by the, by the way, there was a note in there for Ned. And, um, she waits until again, by this point, like, newspaper reporters have shown up, photographers, all the Scientology plants in her neighborhood. Um, and so Nancy's like, she waits until Chief McGinnis is there and she's like, hey, hey, psst, Ned wrote me a note. And he's like, so do you know anything about this? And Nancy's like, no, but I've got the note. And he's like, well, can I take the note with me? And Nancy's like, no. <laughs> and her dad's like, can I make a copy of the note so that you can have it in case it's important? And he was the um, chief McGinnis is like, sure. He was like, I'm going to take it to my office and copy it and I'll bring it right back. My brain immediately went, oh, he's got a photocop, like some sort of like early like photostat or mimeograph machine that's in his home office. And he was like, no, I'm going to take it down to my downtown office. Nancy immediately is like, no, no, I'll do it because she's, she hates Marty slash young Sybil Shepherd so fucking much that she's like, if, if he takes us to the office and she sees it and she gets in on this, I will murder her. She's real, real mad. So she's like, I'll do it. But, um, then they're outside and like the helicopter tries to take off. Like Nancy, Nancy sees that it's like trying to like lift off and she gets on it. She's like, it will take me to where Ned is. <laughs> And everyone around her is like, what the fuck? No, no, what the fuck? And her dad's like, if you go there and they can kill you. And Nancy's like, but Ned. And they're like, get off the helicopter. So she gets off. But by that point, the thing has stopped moving. And she's like, well, maybe it's got like a weight sensor or something so that it knows that um, that there's additional weight that shouldn't be there. So, okay. I, shit. So they fucking tie the helicopter. They're like, well, Carson has like a tire rim and some, a lot of heavy shit that he just, a part of an iron fence. I was like, what the fuck are you building, Carson? Or are you just running a, like, just a casual side hustle of recycling metal? Um, so they put a bunch of shit on the helicopter and like tie it to a tree and they're like, okay, okay. Also, they position a cop outside to make sure that that thing don't lift off without, you know, being supervised. Reasons. So, they're like, okay. We, now we gotta figure out what the fuck's going on. So, they do what anybody would do. They call Emerson. They're like, hey, is Ned there? And they're like, no. <laughs> um, apparently, Burton and Dave, the other members of the six, some... There's no word for that. No, there's no. Group. The Entourage. Bert and Dave, the other members of the Entourage. The special friends of Nancy's friends. Because we've we've got a set of Barbie dolls and we need some rando kins. But we don't actually give a fuck what they do. I don't think this book even bothers describing them. They're just like, they're special friends. Just shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Um... 
Bart and Dave have heard that there is a rumor that Ned was kidnapped, but they don't know anything about it. Nancy's like, well, is he, has he been back to the Omega house? And they're like, no, um, we checked into it. And apparently the, apparently there's like a boy on staff. I don't know if in 1974, like frats were customarily like hiring black people to like be staff. I don't know. I don't know. The book does not go into that. Like not, not in the seventies. The seventies are pretty gentle about all that. Um, but anyway, the, the boy that was like on the door or whatever says that Ned said he was going out and didn't come back. Um, they found Ned's car. It was abandoned at the edge of a field. Um, and it was in perfect working order. So it's not like he was, the car was disabled. He went for help and then like something happened. So they're like, okay. So presumably he probably went to wherever he did. Uh, willingly, like not under duress, but we don't know. We don't know if somebody like got him into his car and had him a gunpoint or some shit. We don't know. But he hasn't been back. Um. So Nancy's like, okay. He sent me a note that said, "Beware Cyclops." I have no idea what that is. She asked Stephen again. She's like, "Have you heard of this? Is it a street gang? <laughs> is it some sort of party truck?" <laughs> And Chief McGinnis is like, I, I, no, nobody's ever, I mean, other than, of course, the Greek mythology thing. So, of course, there's like a little side note in the book where they're like, yes, we looked up Cyclops. And he was, the Cyclops is a race of creatures in Greek mythology that have an eye in the center of their foreheads. And they made weapons for the gods. And also a shepherd fucked with them. So they killed all the shepherds. And scene. And the, so they're like violent violent beings and nancy's like okay i don't i don't love any part of this i wish that he'd gone into more detail or maybe maybe even climbed onto the helicopter himself that would have been better um (laughs) oh god so they do what any woman who has secretly been married to a man for the past 30 years does she goes to emerson to find out what's going on because they're they're married now they're common law they're common law um the thing is that in this book, now, before this, like, Ned's major has been undefined. And again, like I said, he's he's got all the majors at this point. He's been in Emerson for decades. But in this book, they say that he's an engineering student and that he was working in an engineering lab on campus. And that that could be really, like, Nancy's like, well, he's an engineering. So, you know, robot helicopter. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, Professor Titus, who I'm picturing as... Um, the guy from that sitcom in the 90s. Um, totally wrong. Totally wrong for this. Um, probably more of a, I don't know, pepper and salt, like, kind of salty, but also giving a strict daddy vibe. Um, Professor Titus is like, yes, Ned was working here, and, um, yeah, he was, he was working in the lab. On the way to Emerson, let me just pause there. Um, Nancy has been asking her dad, like, when are you gonna tell me about the, the thing? When are you going to tell me about the glowing eye thing? And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to get to it. I've, I've just got some other stuff going on. Like, after the helicopter thing, he's like, I got to go back to the office. I'll be back around 10. Nancy's like, Nancy is like visibly not cool with any of this. She's like, I don't want him at the office because that bitch is there. I don't want her around him. I don't want her talking to him or touching him. I don't, I don't want any of this. It's just making her really, really mad. Um... So he hasn't told her the mystery of the glowing eye. Um, she can't sleep that night because she's like, Ned's been fucking kidnapped and nobody has any fucking leads and I've got to get out there. So she gets up early. Like, she can't sleep. She gets up early, um, leaves a note for her dad. 
calls her friends and is like, can you be ready to go in an hour? And they're like, fuck yeah, we can. We are ready. Ride or die, bitch. Ride or die. So they get in the car. They go to, like, her dad's not even up yet. And Nancy's like, bye, bye. I've got to go find my man. I got to go find him, okay? I'm upset enough about Sybil Shepard. I need something to focus on. Annette is missing. All of these things are making me very tense. So, on the way to Emerson, they stop at, like, Martin City. They make up, I don't, I don't even know, okay? I don't even know if these names are appropriate or we, all the names on these sound fake as hell. They're like, we're going to go to Martin City. I was like, sure, sure. That sounds made up. Apparently, they make fishing equipment. I don't know anything else about it. Neither do they. Um, They stop at like a cute little restaurant that a traffic cop recommends. Again, all cops are Nancy's personal security force. She's like, hey, you got got some, are you going to be Yelp for me? I need some stars on some local restaurants. What kind of food do they got? How about some sanitation ratings? Break it all down for me. He recommends this place, and they go in, and um, Nancy's like, well, nobody we know should be here. We can tell, you know, because Bess, of course, is hungry, Um, and they see Nancy's dad and Sybil Shepard sitting at a table, and Nancy's like, I want to set everything on fire. Fuck. Can you please seat us away from that table? So they do get seated away from that table. And Nancy's like, I hope they don't notice us because she hates every part of the situation. She hates seeing Sybil Shepherd with her dad. She hates all of it. Um, but Marty, that bitch, sees her and comes over and she's like, hey, how are you doing? And Nancy's like, fine. Have you solved the case yet? And Marty's like, I'm working on it. My, I'm, I'm working on it. My contact has been out of contact. And Nancy's like, that sucks for you. I hate you so much. <laughs> like, it does not get to the point where, where hands are about to be thrown in this place. But I, I can totally see, like, Best and George being like, well, you know we're going to side with her, right? Like, we're going to beat the shit out of you in the parking lot. Understand that. We got keys. There's probably a crowbar somewhere. You're going to get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> But Marty doesn't go back to the table and be like, hey, Nancy's over there. Like, she clearly hasn't told Carson that she saw Nancy over there. But Nancy goes over after Marty's like, I got to go powder my nose or some shit. So Nancy goes over and, and, like, her dad's over there. And she's like, hey. And he's like, you left early. Nancy's like, yeah, I had to go to Emerson. So he says, go to the next town on your route. Because that's that's a clue to the mystery of the glowing eye. And Nancy's like okay, you're going to tell me anything else? And he's like, no. <laughs> a part of me was like, the ghostwriter for this one wasn't really sure what the fuck was going on. So they just kind of were like, well, Carson can't tell Nancy what's going on because, because it, it really doesn't make sense. By the end of it, when he explains what the whole thing was, it anyway, anyway. So they go to the next town to the Anderson Museum. I was like, of anything or just like a house with some random shit in there? And they're like, house with random shit. And you're like, okay, okay, house with random shit. The woman who runs the desk, who is like Miss Wilkin, or I think, I don't know. Anyway, she's a bitch. She is just, she's like, I fucking hate everything about my life. If I could be played by a robot, I would be. I am the saddest person you've ever met. Just full Eeyore. She's doing full Eeyore. She's like, do y'all want to see some shit? And Nancy and her friends are like, yes. And she's like, well, what are you here for? And Nancy's like, well, first off, we ain't been here before, bitch. But second, um, show me what Marty King saw. <laughs> and the woman's like, 
Okay. So she, and Nancy's like, achievement unlocked because she had no, she was like, I th- because she, Marty had said that she was investigating the case. Nancy was like, so probably she's been here and checked out the shit. And I think that she even mentions like, I'm that her father's name. And she's like, oh, well, you, you know, somebody from your father's office has already been here. And so Nancy's like, well, show me the same thing they saw. So Eeyore, Miss Eeyore takes her into a room and she's like, all right. At the time that she takes him into this room, which is, like, full of pictures of eyes, like, close-up pictures of eyes. It's real creepy. Um, The lights go out, and Nancy and her friends are like, what the fuck is going on? And then they see on the wall, it looks like a fiery eye. It is the glowing eye. They see the fiery eye that's, like, appearing on the wall, and Nancy's like, what the fuck is this? It looks, it looks very real. It looks hot. They are just, like, transfixed by it. They're like, what the fuck is this? Um, and then the lights come back on. And they're like, what the fuck was that? They they can't find a panel. They can't find um, the wall itself is cool. It, so it wasn't on fire. They can't find any equipment that was used. Any It wasn't projected. They cannot figure out what the fuck that was. And so they're like, where the, and also, where the fuck is Miss Eeyore? So they go to the front desk, and there she is just sitting there. Like, nothing happened. Probably just reading some sort of horrible novel. You know the one. The one you hate. Um, anyway, so she's just sitting there and they're like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I, w- I went to see where the lights went out and then I turned it back on. And Nancy's like, you're horrible at this. Okay. Do you know anything about this glowing eye thing? And she was like, oh, that's from Emerson. Some Emerson students installed that and they're like doing experiments with it or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not part of that. Also, let's go home. I'm, I'm tired of this shit. I don't know why the lights went out and I don't like it. Let's go home. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. So they proceed to Emerson. When they see Professor Titus, Nancy's like, so we went to the museum and we saw the glowing eye. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Nancy's like, the mu- the Anderson Museum? With this bitch who seems like she would rather be doing literally anything else. Like, she's just carefully plotting some mass murder. Scientology. And, uh, <laughs> and Professor Titus is like, I legit have no clue what you're talking about. Um, I'm interested to find out. So if you, you know, want to go there, we could go there. But I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I do know that Ned was working on a project with a graduate student and then he was gone. And Nancy's like, what was the project? And he's like, I don't know. He was doing some research. And Nancy's like, on what? And he's like, engineering things. And Nancy's like, you're not good at this. Okay, cool. Any more clues? Can you take me out to where Ned's car was found? Has there been any notes received? Has anybody got anything? Anything? Tell, give me an update on the case. And they're like, we ain't got shit. We just ain't got shit. And Nancy's like, this is horrible. Are there any robot copters that y'all know of? Just any robot copters at all. Any. Anybody running some drones? And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we know a guy. We know a guy who, who knows a guy who, yeah, runs, runs some little robot helicopters. Oh my God, I forgot to mention. Um, so when Bert and Dave are like, "Hey, go- hey y'all, um, y'all want to stay in the ground floor guest room at the Omega House for reasons?" and the girls are like, "We did not even know you had that," and they're like, "We are modern men with guest houses, guest suites, with three beds in them because we know that y'all are the." It's it's as though they built a room just for Nancy and her friends to stay in when they were at Emerson, which I love. Also, again, convenience for banging reasons. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I don't like that there are three beds in the room because I don't. I'm not. 
let people have some privacy, maybe some curtains, maybe some cute little screens. Anyway, so Nancy and her friends are installed at the Omega house for sexy reasons. And then they go up in a robot helicopter. So, um, when they go out there to the airport, the airport that's local to Emerson, like Nancy's like, okay, we need to find somebody, blah, 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 robot copter. So somebody takes them in a conventional copter out to a guy who has a robot copter who shows it to them. And Nancy's like, yeah, that's not the one. Um, he, he seems cool. So he's not the guy who, yeah, not feeling it, not feeling it. But she's like, have you, seen any weirdos any any weird randos anyone who you were like i'm getting bad vibes off them some scientology did any of them try to make you read dianetics just tell me everything and so this guy's like well this there was this one guy with fiery red hair and i was like elrond's son he came to see you um or elrond himself um so yeah he took up the redheaded guy and he was like yeah dude was kind of weird um he wanted to look at all the houses in River Heights. And Nancy's like, huh, all of them? Did he tell you why? And so the pilot is like, yeah, it, I cannot remember this dude's name. He was flirting with Nancy like, like hell, like hell of flirting with Nancy. Um, she was like, I mean, you're cute, but you know that we're looking for my long-term common-law husband, right? Like, I'm not going to bang you it's fine though cute you know you can think I have, i'm cute though that's fine um anyway so she's like did he say anything and the guy's like well he did mention that he had a special girl in town that knew the law so well that she might as well be a lawyer or something sh- like completely dumb like that and nancy's like oh, he's dating her he's dating sybil which She's like, interesting twist. So now I can tell my dad that she's two-timing. Yeah. But anyway, so Nancy's like, no, this is her contact on the case. This makes perfect sense. This is how she knows things. Um, And this guy kidnapped Ned, and that's why he's been out of communication. Yes. Nancy is like, it's hilarious. Um, Anyway, she's like, I know everything. I know all this. I have done this holodeck simulation before. Um. So she goes back home and, uh, well, back to, he takes her back to the base. Uh, he has another appointment. I was like, is he out of gas? Is it electric? Anyway, um, Nancy spots a penny on the floor in the hangar where they keep the robot helicopter. And it's a 1923S penny. And Nancy's like, oh, these are valuable. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. She's like, maybe my dad would like this. He collects coins. And I was like, okay, um... Also, 1923 was within your lifetime because you're immortal, but that's fine. Um, So she, like, she thinks about taking it. And she's like, no, I'll leave it here because, you know, maybe he dropped it. Maybe he knows its significance and he dropped it. And so she mentions it to casually. And, well, we'll get to that. Um, The other thing that happens is that um, the robot copter can only take a certain number of passengers. So Bess went with Dave, who is her usual bang buddy. Um... I don't even know, honestly. She's like, we got to hang out with somebody. Here are our beards. Um, they go out to this abandoned farmhouse that's nearby because he's like, this feels like a good, like, criminal hangout. And Bess is like, I hate everything about this. It's an abandoned house. It is clearly falling apart. Um, the front door is unlocked. Bess is like, all of these things are reasons I would not go in there. And Dave's like, are you chicken? And Bess is like, absolutely chicken. Absolutely not going in there. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go in it. And, and Bess is like, son of a bitch. 
So she follows them in. They look around. There's like a plate and some silverware like near the sink to indicate that maybe somebody has been there recently. Like maybe somebody's hiding out there or squatting. But there's nothing else. Like all the furniture is like most of it's gone. Most of it's beat up. The stuff that's left. They go upstairs. There's nothing there. There's no sign that anybody's been there. Bess touches a closet door and ends up going down a clothes chute to the basement. Actually, um, she hears something thud and then she's like, Dave, where are you? And she can't find him. And then when she falls down the chute, she falls on top of Dave because of course she does. And they're just laying there in a tangle at the bottom of the chute. And I was like, this is how fanfic starts, but they're not interested, which again, it's fine. Um, it takes them to the basement where there's not a washing machine. It's like wash tubs. And then in the line art, it's just some big, deep, like industrial sized sinks. And I was like, okay, sure. I mean, if the house is old enough, then yeah, they probably wouldn't have, you know, washer and dryer. And I'll, I guess maybe not even a dryer. I think at this point that people did have dryers, but, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so they do find some like dirty clothes in there and they're like, this is weird. So they go through, again, they're looking for any sign that Ned has been there, that Ned's been kept there, that, um, any, anything, but they don't find anything. They do find, however, a penny in one of the clothes and it's a 1923S penny. So when they get back together, um, the, because Bess had, and Dave had taken the car, um, when they got back, Nancy and her friends were like, uh, okay, um, we got no car. <laughs> So they have to wait for Bess and Dave to get back. And then when they're reunited, Nancy's like, I found a penny. And he's like, I did too. And she's like, <gasps> clue, yes. Did did the crazy redhead drop the penny? And they're like, probably. And Nancy's like, yeah, we got your ass. We got your ass. Now they got to figure out who the, the crazy redhead is. The crazy redhead in question is, Nancy figures out pretty quickly, but is not like 100% sure until later in the book, It, but it's true, is the graduate student that Ned was working with on the project. And Nancy was like, okay, Ned was investigating something. Ned discovered something. Um, maybe he didn't like complete his discovery, but he, something, he made some sort of advancement. The guy he was working with wanted it and he kidnapped Ned to like convince him to hand it over. This makes sense. Okay. But we don't know what it is, and we don't know where he's holding Ned. We also don't know if Ned was ever in that abandoned, like, farmhouse thingy. Um, we don't know. We don't know. So, that's cool. Cool. Just just doing great all around. Nancy's very upset about this. She goes back to the Omega house, and she's sitting there, and she's like... She actually just sits there, and she thinks, Ned, please just, if you can, can you just, like, brain brainwave me another clue? And I was like, Yes! Because, oh my god, my kink is ESP in them. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Anyway, so I do love that she's like, he can just mentally contact me. It'll be nice. I'm like, yes, yes. Anyway, more of this. All of this. All of this. So, um, let me think. What the fuck else happens? Um, Somebody breaks into the lab that Ned had been working in, like, soon after that. And they go over, like... I think that they say, like, some a lot of equipment has been stolen, but they can't really be specific about it because, like, you know, that would be too complicated. And also, um, there are computers in there. And Nancy's like, was he writing computer code? Was the computer involved in what he was trying to do? And nobody's really sure. Um, but Nancy goes into, like, a, 
little room off to the side and she's looking through there to see if there's anything obvious that was like planted or stolen or anything and she looks like she's in a file cabinet she opens the first door and it's just like a bunch of big old science books she opens the second drawer and it immediately explodes (laughs) like a bomb goes off and she's thrown clean away from it um oh my god i'm sorry i forgot the helicopter that was at her house remember the one they like tied to a fucking tree and dumped a bunch of random like metal recycling on um left like the the copter took off um the cop who had been put like placed there to make sure that nothing happened was knocked the fuck out um and somebody untied it and like dumped all the shit off and it it took off and they were like son of and nancy was like where the fuck is it going she can see the direction of the sky that it's going but they can't see enough about it to know like you know Oh, it's clearly going to Bob's house. Um, the cop, because they call the they call the other police, they're like, hey, we've got a man down. Man down. When they come out like the the, the police surgeon, which always is, seems very dramatic, the police surgeon is like, Yeah, damn, damn. I can't even revive him. He's probably gonna need surgery. Do you have any hot chocolate? <laughs> and Hannah's like, Of course we have hot Please come inside while this man slowly bleeds to death of some sort of weird head trauma. Yes, come in. Come on in, bitch. I wish that it had been sarcastic. Um, anyway. So, the the bomb squad gets called. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Nancy's like, it's me. And they're like, oh, okay, hon. We got you. We got you, girl. You are our queen. What, what's going on? So, they inspect everything. Um, the papers that were in the drawer were, of course, blown up. Like, completely. They have no idea what was in there. And Nancy's like, I feel like it was probably related to Ned's research. That's that's just my hunch. Like, somebody doesn't want us knowing what he was doing. Um, yeah. She's okay, though. So, that's good. Um, one of the guys in the bomb squad is like, hey, girl, hey. And Nancy's like, again, I am searching for my common-law husband, Please stop flirting with me. Oh, my God. But he's like, you're super cute. Nancy's like, I'm aware of that. What else you got? Anything else? If you got no other clues, then get the fuck out. Anyway. Um, (laughs) I think that, like, Nancy, uh, the FBI has been notified. Because, again, this is Nancy Drew's partner, y'all. We got to find all, all, nothing else can happen. Organized crime, fuck y'all. Everyone, get on this. I, I would not be shocked to find out if, like, some mobsters were like, Miss Drew, we have been enemies in the past, but I just want you to know that we're here for you, and we're and we searching for your man as well. Anyway, just everybody. Just, like, it's the end of Lord of the Rings, where everybody's getting everybody. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Um, the FBI has come in and they're like, Nancy's like, if somebody came in and robbed the lab, is it possible that they also like went into Ned's room to see if his, he got anything up there? So they go up to Ned's room and they, there's nothing in his desk. Like his, his drawers are, have been cleaned out. And Nancy's like, that's not normal. Like he would normally have like papers and work here. And I was like, so you've been in his room a lot. Tell me everything. But she's not interested in that. Anyway, so the FBI is like, the only piece of paper we found was this. It's a picture of an eye. I don't, does it have, I think it does have a picture of an eye. And it's got Greek lettering underneath it that says Cyclops. Which, Nancy's like, Ned doesn't study Greek. I was like, I feel like that's bullshit. Like, I feel like he probably did. Especially if you're doing engineering, you would at least be familiar with the alphabet. Um, Because if you're doing anything, like, physics related, you would be. Um, But... 
I think Bert says he has like one of the one of the other Ken dolls is like I got you. So he reads it off and it's Cyclops and he's like, Yeah, this feels related. Y'all okay, we're gonna Okay. And the FBO is like, Thank you, thank you for this clue. Bye. Nancy's like, this is so, this is the worst. This is the fucking, where else could he be? Where else? So she notes that on the helicopter, she saw some like, like very like mucky dirt with some wood splinters in it. And she's like, okay, well the helicopter probably lifted off from a place like that. And if I can find that place and then I can find that. So she goes to like a fucking she has to go to the library and she's like if I want to find this how do I do it and they help her find a book that would like basically tell her like I guess different the the characteristics of different land areas are in the area anyway so she locates three good options and one of them has a apparently like this really mucky swamp with like a hill in the middle of it that somebody could potentially be on but it's like very impassable and she's like perfect yes take me there so the other thing, uh, the other reason that she knows this is that um, Ned's parents, who of course are aware that Ned's been kidnapped and that no ransom demand has been made, etc., um, call Nancy because they're like, we got a box that Ned sent home. And Nancy's like, what was it? And they're like, a bunch of his papers. It looks like just research papers. We can we don't understand them. We have no idea what they are. Do you want to come look at them? And Nancy's like, fuck yeah, I do. So she and her friends go and of course... As always, I feel like Nancy slept in Ned's room that night because he was gone and she missed him so terribly. And also they had been in that bed several times together. Anyway, um, so Nancy goes through the papers and she's like, there's a few things that stick out to her. There's one thing that she finds that she's like, this seems related. Do you have a blackboard? And of course, um, Ned's mom is like, do we have a blackboard? Oh my God, yes, it's in Ned's closet. So Nancy pulls out this huge blackboard. <laughs> And a piece of chalk and diagrams the numbers that she found and what she thinks they might mean. But um, also at that point, Ned's mom was like, I didn't feel like making dinner because, of course, like the emotional trauma of my son being missing. So we made it a reservation at a restaurant. And so we're going to go there. Are you ready to go? And Nancy's like, I'll be right there. And so everybody else in the house leaves. And Nancy's like, I'm just going to finish this up. So she's drawing the eye and looking at it to to make sure that she's because she's pretty sure that's what it is. It looks kind of like that. When she feels like she's being watched and she looks over her shoulder and there's a guy who has a ladder up to the window and is copying her diagram. Copying her fucking diagram. So she's like, what the fuck? And he like books it down the ladder. Nancy chases him. He drops the notebook that he was using that he had been writing down what she was diagramming. She can't catch him. She calls the cops. Um, they can't catch him. She finds a shoe print that he left and it's got like a cyclops carved into it i was like again he's got issues this guy's got issues anyway so nancy's like okay she takes the notebook she takes the um she actually like erases some of the letter the numbers and rewrites them so that even if he does come back for it like it would be useless for him and she leaves it there she and she's like okay cops stay there and he's like yes miss drew as you pay me and you are my queen um she finally makes it out to the restaurant and like Ned's parents are like, are you okay? Oh my God. And Nancy's like, I am so fucking sorry. So this redheaded little Scientology bitch was trying to spy on me and I had to chase him. And they're like, valid. Nancy's also like, I don't have a key to the house. So I'm, this is gonna be weird. I was like, of course you have a fucking key to the house. You are married to their son. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. 
So, as you know, because Ned's been kidnapped before. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing that happens to him. Um, the farmhouse that they were like, somebody could have been out here. Bert and Dave decide to stay there that night, the first night that they're there. Um, and I think it's, I think it's best and George should go out the next day to collect them because they're like, you dipshits, also our boyfriend, so maybe getting some nookie in before breakfast. Um, they can't find them. They're not there. They search everywhere. Also, the clothes are gone. The clothes that they searched and found the penny in. And it's like they were, have been abducted by ghosts or Scientologists. So they are freaking out. They're like, what if the same guy who got Ned got them? Um, when a cop pulls up and he's like, hey, they're, they're having breakfast. <laughs> and Bess and George are like, you sons, of, you couldn't have left a note? But a cop apparently like keeps the place under surveillance because he thinks that it's it would be a place that if he's looking for somebody, they might hide. And so he saw the guys and he was like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And they're like, we're waiting for somebody like you are. Also, we are hungry as hell. And he's like, just go get some fucking breakfast. So Nancy has left cops there. She's told cops to stay on it. Um, they go out to, after the ladder that the guy climbed to see what she was doing in Ned's room, um, has again, the same kind of material on it, like the mucky, like very, I guess, very damp mud with some wood shavings in it or whatever. And this is like, okay, that's two. Like, I feel like his hideout is there. So she and her friends find the most likely place, the one that's got the hill, they park the car because it's fucking impassable. It's it's giving a side quest. Well, actually, no. It's giving main quest, actually. Like, you need to complete this to go into the next step. It's giving main quest and some kind of science fantasy, like, where you've got... you got a lot of quests happening. This is we're, The quest is to find Ned, and we've got to go up the swampy hill. Um, a, When they go up there, like, a cop is like, uh, it's really dangerous. Like, people go in there, and they get hurt, and, you know, y'all need to be real careful. Like, we don't suggest you do this. Nancy's like, well, we're gonna do it, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Bess is the one who, of course, like, steps on something she thinks is solid, falls through, and, like, ends up halfway in the mud, and they're like, oh my god, honey, I'm so sorry. Nancy's like, I have three tissues, and I was like, that feels insufficient. <laughs> I think Dave, like, tears some leaves off some trees to help her wipe herself down. And she's like, I'm going to hold hands with you forever now. And he's like, that's, I'm fine with that. They get to the top of the hill. The helicopter takes off. Nancy's like, son of a fucking bitch. There's no way we're going to follow that shit. Damn it. But she looks at which direction they're going. They get to a small dwelling that just blends in with the scenery, honestly. Um, and when they go up to it, the door's locked. Nancy freaks out, breaks the door down. <laughs> because she's like no that could be in here son of a bitch they get in there and no no one is there it is completely abandoned but it's been set up like it's got a lot of equipment like it's got a radio set up it's got like a like just a a full lab there's also two cots and nancy's like that's left here and so she goes over to one of the cots and she's like yes like rubbing lovingly on her cheek not not really but probably yes um, but she can't find anything that specifically says that Ned was there. Um, there's not like ropes or handcuffs or anything like that to tell her. And then she looks over the bed and somebody's like, what is this? Is this like a lightning bolt or something? And Nancy's like, no, Ned, Ned carved his initials. I was like, or oh, Ned carved your married initials. Cause he's thinking of you constantly. Um, anyway, 
So it's NN that he apparently carved up there. Nancy's like, I can't, I'm so mad. Also, um, that Bess does not want to go back through that swamp. She's like, I hate that we're here. I wish there were a way that we could get out of here. And Nancy's like, why don't we call the cops and get them to pick us up? <laughs> they have a helicopter. <laughs> Just get them to bring it. They, of course, don't have any cell phones. So the boys and George, whose father is apparently an electrical engineer, um, figure out how to work the radio. And they call a local ham operator who then contacts the police who sends out a helicopter to rescue them from their dumbass quest. In the meantime, while they're doing that, Nancy goes over to the cot that she's pretty sure Ned slept on. And she's like, I can't believe we wouldn't have left anything. And so she like shakes out the pillow and the blanket. And then under the mattress box, like where the springs are, um, she finds a bunch of notes that are like kind of tucked into the springs and it's like Ned has been keeping like a daily log of his captivity, like talking about, and he doesn't name the person. He'll say like Cyclops or that redheaded nut. Um, there's another thing that Nancy finds that somebody delivers a note that was addressed to Bert that was, that it also has on it, like found on the Albert or Albert something, um, road. And Nancy's like, where the fuck is that? And so they track that down and that's another clue that they say to, to get them there. And because Nud has been like captured by redheaded nut, don't know where I am. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my God. Which was another clue to tell Nancy that, yes, she definitely had the right place. So the cops rescue them. Of course they do. Of course they fucking do. Cause again, they're Nancy's private security force. Um, but they they search the place and they don't find anything else. Nancy does note she takes the notes back with her to the Omega house because they're hers. They are they belong to Ned and so they are hers. She does not tell the cop she the she tells the cop she's like I found these notes and they're from Ned and I'm keeping them and they're like well uh, can you make some copies so she hands over the copies but she keeps the originals. She takes them to the Omega house. She's looking at them and then like for some reason she turns off the light and she sees that there's like a phosphorescent eye that's like, on the corner of each piece of paper. And she's like, this is wild. And then when her friends come back, she's like, look, check this shit out. And so she turns the light off, and it's like, it's like a little party glow stick happening. And they're like, this is super cute. We love it. Anyway. So, they leave cops at the weird, mucky farmhouse. They leave cops at the abandoned farmhouse that's on actual land that had dirty clothes in it. And Nancy's like, okay, where the fuck else could he be? I don't, I have no, I have no idea. I don't know where he fucking hell fucking she's so so mad um so she decides to go back to the museum because she's like i still haven't like tied up that loose and i don't know what the fuck's going on there it has a glowing eye he's cyclops I, it feels related it feels related so they go out there nancy takes professor titus and she takes her friends out there and they they go to investigate the place i think she also at one point takes like the cop and the other cop like the bomb squad cop and the other cop who has a crush on her because she's like go ahead and fight over me i don't give a fuck my common law husband is missing so they're looking around trying to find anything they can there's there are three stories to this fucking place like the museum's on the first floor they go up to the second floor and it's just like bedrooms i was like well if it was a house converted and that would make some sense but it doesn't look like any of them have been used except for one which actually looks like somebody's been living there um and they know that there's a third floor they hear a thump up there but they can't get up there and nancy's like i i gotta get up there what if Ned's up there 
So she goes downstairs to see if she can find like a key or uh, how the fuck she's supposed to get up there. Um, and she, at that point, like, there's a closet that's in the room that the glowing eye was in. And so she's looking around in there and she's like, huh, this is weird. And she sees something on the wall and she touches it. And then all of a sudden her hand is stuck to the wall. Like, she can't move her hand. And she's like, what the f- shit? She figures out that she's, like, feeling faint and it's bad. And so she screams for help until she can't scream anymore. And then the cops are like, where are you? And then they find her. Um, And they scream for somebody to turn the power off. Like, Nancy's like, you got to turn the power off. I don't know what's going on. I'm about to pass out. They turn the power off in the house and she's able to get loose from the wall. But Professor Titus is like, yes, some sort of magnetism. And I was like, are we juggalos now? What the fuck? Like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, there probably was a plate on the floor that she was standing on and she was basically like completing the circuit. And I was like, so it's not, it's more electromagnetism. Like she was completing a circuit would make some sense to me. Like she definitely feels weird. When she goes back to the Omega house after, she's like, yeah, I feel fucking weird. And her friends are like, you are white as a fucking sheet. Go get, have a nap. Also, like they had tried to like massage feeling back into her hand and arm and when she gets out there, she's like, George, please. And George is like, I got you, girl. And so she comes over and, like, gives her a very therapeutic massage of her hand. Anyway, so Nisi's like, I feel safe and warm as a baby. Thank you. And falls right to sleep. It's just very precious. Um, and then she wakes up and everybody's staring at her. And she's like, what the? Hey, also, I'm super hungry. And they're like, let's have some hamburgers and some fruit. And Nisi's like, perfect. Exactly what I wanted. Thank you. They go back to the fucking museum. Again, the, like, Ms. Eeyore at the front desk is like, I don't like any of this. This is all bad. I don't like this. She got stuck to a wall. I don't like this. And you're like, shut the fuck. She acts very shifty. She acts very much like, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I've never, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, you know something. You know something. So. Um, on the way out, Nancy had noticed that one of the, like, trustees of the museum or some shit was, like, a local bank guy that she, like, vaguely knew through her dad or some shit. And she's like, hey, um, something weird's going on in that museum, y'all. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about it. It's, it's not great. It's not great. We need to go up there. We need to, we need to see the place. The trustee, like, calls Ms. Eeyore, who was like, I quit. I'm leaving. And I'm not going to tell you where I'm going. And Nancy's like, again, fishy as hell. Fishy as hell. So. She's like, well, let me and my friends do it. Let us run the museum. Because he's like, I guess we'll have to stay closed. And Nancy's like, we need to investigate it, so let us run the museum. They are in there and, like, talking about something. But, and I think it's at night at this point. When all of a sudden the lights go out and they see this glowing eye and they are hypnotized by it. They're like, oh, my God, yes. And there's a voice that's like, don't follow me even after you can move. Because they can't move. It, like, paralyzes them when they look at it. And then afterward, once they've recovered, Nancy's like, is there any sort of... And Professor Titus is like, well, I mean, you can kind of, like, him. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And Nancy's like, yeah, it's fucking weird as hell. Not a fan. Where the fuck did he go? What was he doing? Fuck. So... They stay there. The same thing happens again where somebody comes in and Nancy hears a scream. Bess has time to scream before the paralysis kicks in. So Nancy's trying to find something and she's like, okay, Bert, you're with me. We're going to go upstairs. At this point, they have found a lab upstairs and they're like, yes, yes, we're going to trap this bitch. So 
dude comes in with his little lantern and they're like, we can't look at it. It's like Medusa. If we look at it, we will be turned to stone. So they managed to like get a bag over it. Not a, not a plastic bag. Although again, not, not saying that I wouldn't have been okay with it. Like a sack of some sort. Anyway, they put a sack over his head and they're like, we got you. Ha ha. And like tie him up and they're like, where's Ned? Because of course they had caught redheaded nut slash Elrond's son. And he's like, I'm never going to tell you. You're going to die if you don't untie me. And Nancy's like, that's bullshit. Where's Ned? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And Nancy's like, you son of a bitch. I hate you so much. (laughs) The thing that is upsetting Nancy the most is in that lab, the lab where they eventually catch dipshit, are so, the wall is full of drawings of, like, animals and like creatures and people being mutilated by having one eye gouged out and like uh, it says that like they're depicted as it about to happen like that it hasn't happened but nancy's like and when the cop comes in there to see it he's like only a dangerous person would draw these things and nancy's like a dangerous person's gonna gouge Ned's eye out she gets she like starts crying at this point she's like holy shit they're like, well, maybe he won't kill him. And Nancy's like, but he could be maimed. This is really, real bad. And she's very upset. Um, so she's like, she's like, I've got to find him. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's like tied up somewhere. I don't know if he's going to be able to get loose. This is all very, very bad. And he won't talk. The dipshit won't talk. He will not tell them where, where he is putting at. He will not tell them anything. And Nancy's very upset. And she's like, so she can't sleep. She gets up the next morning. She's walking around campus going, where, you know, where could he possibly have gone? I don't, I don't, what are we going to do? I've got to find out where the fuck, where is Ned? Where the fuck is Ned? When the helicopter lands and it's Ned. Um, it's the robot copter. He flew the robot copter. So, and Ned's parents are like, yeah, he hasn't had flying lessons, but it's a robot copter. So I guess it's got little remote controls, like a little car. Anyway, Ned gets off the helicopter. Nancy, of course, at first is like, oh my God, is this one of the members of the gang or something? And then she sees Ned and they like run toward each other and like smash into each other like like it's a romantic movie. Like legit in, in the text. I'm not making this part up. Like they run into each other and Ned's like, I'm so glad you were the first person I saw after I got back. And Nancy's like, I miss you so much. And you're like, y'all need to go have some reunion sex, but anyway, so Nancy's like, tell me everything, tell me everything, so Ned came up with an invention, the red-headed grad student wanted to use Ned's invention as part of his, the whole, like, Cyclops eye paralyzing light thing, he was pretty sure it would have applications, I was like, military maybe, like, crowd control, I can see how it would be, like, military applications, but anyway, So he wanted to somehow, like, fold Ned's invention into his. Ned's invention involves powering a laser with very little energy. um, He tries to explain best. He's like, I got no fucking clue what you're talking about, but I love you. I love you, hon. It's fine. Um, (laughs) And same, same best. And as in most things, you and I are similar. Um... So he goes back to the Omega house. He was like, yeah, it was, it was bad. I kept like, I didn't know what to do. Okay. The explanation for why the fuck the plane landed on Nancy's front lawn with just a note from Ned in it is just absolutely wild. So what happened is dipshit 
Um, of course, knew that Ned was dating Nancy and knew that Nancy was the greatest threat to him having Ned to himself forever. Um, we're going to circle back. Um, so he decided to take his drone copter, send it to Nancy's house with a fucking bomb inside. The bomb would just roll off the copter. I was like, you're, you're assuming a lot here. The bomb would roll out of the copter and blow up, like, most of Nancy's house. Like, we're talking a very large explosive. <laughs> or at least I'm imagining it. To, a very large explosion, at the least. Um, and so what Ned did was he was like, oh, my God, can I see the, the copter? I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know exactly if he, like, flattered him into it or, like, was like, Psh, it, it ain't shit. It ain't shit. So, anyway, he saw the copter. Um, Dingbat got distracted at the right time, and so Ned was able to take the bomb off the plane, which apparently fit into his pocket, so apparently the explosive itself wasn't that big, but the explosion would have been, and plant the note to Nancy. The plane took off. He thought that the bomb was on it. The dipshit thought the bomb was on us, but he thought that maybe the explosive had rolled off the plane, um, in flight, and so that's why Nancy's house didn't explode, so he went to investigate, and that's when he untied the plane and, and knocked out the cop, and etc. Ned took the explosive, um, which, again, could have blown him up at any time, but he was making sure that his lady was safe, and he just, like, kind of just gently slid it under the swamp, and it was fine. <laughs> he was like, I guess I better tell the cops. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe tell people that there are explosives in a scary swamp area. I don't know. Just just casually. So some toddlers don't get their limbs blown off. Um, he was like, oh, maybe it's just disabled. We don't know. The other thing they discovered is that Miss Eeyore, who was running the museum, and just like outright lying to everybody, she was like, oh, yes, Emerson students are running this experiment with this weird glowing eye thing. And then somebody else came and talked to her, the Professor Titus, and he was like, tell me more about this. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. There are no Emerson students here. And so Nancy's like, okay, she's complicit. She's doing some shit. They found a book of poetry that her dipshit nephew had addressed to her like, Aunt Eeyore, with all my love and eye gouging, your, your beloved Cyclops. And they were like, everything's weird about this. I'm deeply uncomfortable with everything that has just happened. What the fuck? What? What? They were like, this poetry is very weird. They were not fans. Um, yeah. So she hauled ass when she figured out that her nephew was, you know, fucking up. So she gave him access to the upper floors of the museum so that he could do whatever the fuck he wanted, which is why he set up his little lab there. Nancy was like, okay, so were you at these places? And I think that Ned was only at the weird swampy base um, that he was not at the farmhouse. Although at one point, Nancy's like, maybe he's been taken back to the farmhouse. And when they go out there, um, barriers have been, barriers are obstructing the road. So they can't get to it. Like somebody's piled up a bunch of rocks and said like danger explosives ahead or something. And the other side is other refuse has been piled up so they can't go access the road and the cops when they get out there are like yeah he probably made ned do all this and nancy's like why would you be bitches to me like what have i ever done to you oh my god um but yeah so i think i think that ned did actually build it poor ned has not had a shower in this whole time as soon as they get back to the omega house ned's like i need to freshen up and he goes and takes the best shower of his life and i was like with nancy of course nancy's like i need to make sure that you're all clean so that i can get you dirty again and then he can get clean again and then we're gonna have sex again later um yes yes to all this 
so yeah, he kept trying to get Ned to give up his secret about the laser thingy, and Ned kept not doing it, and Ned had mailed his stuff to his parents because he had sensed that Dipshit was going to try to steal his stuff. Apparently, Dipshit, like, came over to the Omega house when Ned was there and was like, hey, I have this really cool robot copter I want to show you, and he seemed really friendly, and Ned was like, maybe I misjudged him, and so that's why he willingly went out there to get his hot-ass kidnapped. <laughs> His little twink ass kidnapped. Um, yeah. So that's what happened. He he pulled a gun after he got him in the car, and he was like, "All right, bitch, get on this, get on the robot copter." <laughs> Apparently, he had a third hideout that was on an abandoned army base with a little landing pad. I don't, I don't know. So many questions. So we don't actually care what the answers are. Nancy also finds, I can't remember where or when. I think it's at the museum. Nancy also finds like an eye thing. Maybe it's in the lab. And when she touches the eye thing, it's like, if you touch and if you interfere with me, I will kill you. And she's like, okay, okay, not doing that. So she calls over the bomb guy and she's like, hey, guy who will take a bullet from me despite having known me for 24 seconds. Why don't you check this shit out? He's just leaving eyes around willy-nilly. Um, the other fun thing is, at the end of the book, Ned's been recovered. Nancy calls her father. She's like, I need to I need to call Ned's parents and tell them that he's okay. I need to call my dad make sure that he knows that everything's cool. Um, the whole reason that um, Carson knew anything about the glowing eye thing is that one of the um, trustees or somebody who had invested in the museum or something, or had given a, a big investor in the museum, um, had visited and had heard about the glowing eye thing, and it was like, what the fuck is, are they, are they using my money for weird shit? I, I want to know more. What, what fucking shit is this? And so that, he asked Carson to investigate because he was like, what, tell, you know, just find out what this shit is. If it's, if it's legit, then that's fine, but this just seems fucking weird as shit. So that was like the inciting incident for this, which again, like, I was like, this, yeah, you wouldn't put this early in the book because it's not, not exciting. It's just not. There's no drama. Ned being kidnapped, all the drama. So much drama. So, Ned's good. The guy's in custody. Um, the guy's, like, bonkers as hell. Um, Ned was like, I hated every minute of this. It was not fun at all. Uh, <laughs> also, lack of showers. Um, he kept him fed. He, apparently, there he had confederates, who I guess were picked up. Um, but... He he wouldn't let Ned move around too much, and Ned had to, like, basically anything that he could do to sabotage what the other guy was doing, like, he had to just do really quick. He was just really frustrated about all of it. He just wanted to get out, and he couldn't figure out how. So, yeah. So, that's cool. Um, At the end of the book, Nancy finds out that, when she tells her dad, she's like, oh, well, I guess tell Marty that I solved the case. And Ned's like, I'm sorry, listen to me, Freudian slipping. Um, Carson's like, yeah, I had to let her go. And Nancy's like, Oh, did you tell me everything right now? Like, I'm not even going to wait for us to be together so I can have some popcorn. Tell me everything. He was like, I got uncomfortable because um, she just, she clearly was interested in me in a way that I was not willing to reciprocate. And then she, um, she actually asked me to marry her. And I just was like, yeah, we can't work together anymore. So, and Nancy's like, oh, damn. So sad for her. Oh, Nancy does find out during, like, she calls to ask her dad something. She calls her house to ask her dad something. And dipshit picks up the young Sybil Shepherd. Nancy's like, 
what are you doing to my fucking house, you bitch? And she's like, oh, well, Hannah got called away and she wasn't able to make dinner. So I'm making dinner for your dad. I'm going to make him some fancy French stuff. And it's going to be real, real cool. And Nancy's like, I want you to die of tetanus poisoning. Also, why like 17,000 snakes are biting your corpse. All of these things. I want you on fire in a ditch. I hate you. But during that conversation, Stacey's like, so you're dating grad student. And she's like, no, I, what? And Nancy's like, yeah, when's the last time you heard from him? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, it's, it's been a while. He's been sending me really creepy letters. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. And Nancy's like, he's the one who told you about the, the glowing eye, right? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Nancy's like, bull, bullseye. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, there was clearly some stuff happening here. Nancy was like, after I find out, I'm going to come back home and deal with this bitch. But she took care of herself. So that's fun. Yay! Everything is good. Everything's back to normal-ish, I guess. Other than everything exploding. Um, yeah. This book. Oh, my God. Okay, the... You know this. The two major male forces in Nancy's life are her father and her boyfriend. Like, he, who was referred to, Ned is referred to as her special friend. I was like, life partner. Longtime companion. Um, boyfriend, somebody actually, like, refers to him as boyfriend. I was like, also, you guys have been together so long that you're married. It's fine. Um, but the tension that she feels between the two, like, she's clearly very upset about her dad possibly dating again, like, to the point that you're like, I'm, I'm feeling some Oedipal shit happening, and I would say that you're, <sighs> if you eliminate the sexual aspect from it, because I feel like these books don't ever, don't ever go toward that, then, yeah, it's very much like I... I have already taken over my mom's role in this household, and so anybody who is threatening that is a threat to me. Like, she's just very, very upset by that entire prospect. Um, Ned being missing, like, she gets visibly upset. She, like, that time that she's like, what if he's been maimed? What if this guy is, like, really dangerous to him? What if, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I can't find him. She's, she has trouble sleeping often during this book. She's just very upset at everything that's happening. She just cannot deal with this shit. Cannot deal with it. Um, Scientology. I was like, Marty young Sybil Shepherd was clearly a Scientology plant. Oh my God. Like the, again, the tone shift is very jarring for these books because this is not a thing that's happened before. And Nancy even says in the book, like, this is a thing that hasn't happened before. And at the end when her dad is like, oh, well, I had to let her go. Like I had to basically tell her to seek other employment because I could not, I can't have this. Um, Nancy was like, I feel really weird about talking about this. So she's like, um, and so she decides to make like this little light joke. And she's like, well, if you ever decide to get me a stepmom, just make sure that she doesn't interfere with my mysteries. And Carson's like, I would never, I would never. At the end of the book, like after Annette has been recovered and the mystery is over, Nancy does feel the letdown of like, again, your, her adrenaline has been up for this entire book basically. And so the letdown of like, okay, Annette is safe. I can relax now. It's Okay. Yeah, like, it's very interesting. Um, 
the weird way that like mysteries are the way that Nancy connects to her dad and she feels like if she doesn't have that to share with him like that he won't value their relationship in the way that she's used to like she very much wants him to see her as an equal in that way and so it just the thought of somebody replacing her in that is like intolerable it's not it is not the idea of somebody um marrying him like the the book definitely makes it feel like it's not the idea of somebody like having a romantic relationship with Carson that's so infuriating to Nancy it's the idea of somebody being close to him and also being his like partner in mystery solving that Nancy just cannot stand she cannot handle that thought at all and it just upsets her to no end um, Nancy and Ed's reunion in this book is just so fucking cute. Like, I love that he's like, that he, again, with the whole gender inversion of this, where like, Ned is the damsel in distress for this entire book. Ned is the one leaving messages. Ned's the one who's having to leave like breadcrumbs and clues and all sorts of things and having to protect the person that he knows is going to eventually find him. Who doesn't? I mean, if you want to be clear about it, Ned fucking saves himself after the after the villain has been captured because the people who are working with him aren't as stringent about, like, keeping Ned as closely bound. And so Ned is able to get out of his bonds, find the helicopter, and save himself. So Nancy's not the one who saves him. Ned saves himself. And, again, that's important to their relationship. Like, Ned needs to be strong enough to be her partner. And Ned also needs to be somebody who is her equal in that way. And he is, like, I mean, basically, he needed the help of her arresting that guy so that he could get loose. But, yeah, so they have to, they have to have enough going on together that the relationship makes sense. Their weight needs to be equal. The, the strength that they have needs to be as close to equal as they can possibly have it, so... And you can tell that Ned's an emotional, um, just emotional as hell whenever Nancy's missing. So it's, it's interesting to see this inversion. Like, I can't believe that Ned's missing. I need to save him. And then being unable to do so. So she can't save her dad. Like her dad has to save himself from this. And Ned, she also can't save Ned, even as desperately as she wants to. Because like, she cannot, she can't be the one who bursts into the cabin and gets him out of there. And like, there's also this weird sort of power dynamic thing where it's like, no, to prove himself, like, he needs to be the one to save himself. He needs to prove himself as worthy of being with her. He needs to have strength as well. So, so that was fun. I did like that, that it was inverted in that way so that they could both, they're both proving themselves. It's just that they have to prove themselves in different ways in the book so that they're still, they can still be together. Like, they walk back to the Omega house from the helicopter, which Ned just randomly leaves, like, parked at Emerson, just, like, casually on the quad. Um, they, they walk back to the Omega house arm in arm. Like, just, like, we're back together. Everything is fine. The, the world is right again. Marty's out of the picture. Sybil, young Sybil Shepherd is out of the picture. Like, I'll... All of the universe has been restored to its natural order now that we're in the end of the book where everything is fine again. So, so yeah, that is Mystery of the Glowing Eye, which so much, and I love it. And also all the Scientologists are out. So Marty's been kicked out of the family. Um, Elrond's redheaded son is now in, in custody, so it's going to be fine. Let's see. Oh, shit! Is this the first fucking edition? It doesn't list the next book. Um, I think next one's Forgotten City. I think, I think. 
I think that's the next one. We're going to find out. We're going to see how fucking racist we're going to get from the next book. Oh my God. Oh shit. Anyway. So. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh my God. I'm I'm definitely going to have to write some missing scene fic from this one. Because oh my God. So much. So much there. So much angst. Also so much reunion sex. Oh my God. Yes. 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 Also Ned's an engineer now. I mean, he's probably got a PhD in it, but it's fine. He's he's discovering lasers. <laughs> I fucking love that. I also love that nobody knew what the fuck he was doing. They were like, we just let him do what he wants. He has a PhD. He has several, in fact. It's fine. It's fine. Look at him. He knows what he's doing. Also, he plays football very well. So, as always, as always, stay sleuthy, my friends. <laughs>